Hey, hey, hey. And welcome to the Energy Report with me, Rebecca Conrad. <laughs> Can someone explain to me why I always want to do uh, Pee Wee Herman's voice? I don't freaking know. This is a news story podcast. Podcast where I share a weekly update, which is what you're listening to, the weekly energy report, a weekly update of all the astrological shifts that are going on. I give you a ritual, a tarot uh, card reading, um, and a theme for the week. The week we're looking at this week is June 24th to the 30th. Very interesting week ahead of us. Um, last week was a bit of a doozy, uh, quite intense with the Neptunian energy, definitely some worrisome things for our collective to do with drug addiction, alcoholism, suicide, you know, um, Neptune can really bring a lot of this behavior to a head, a lot of projection. Um, so, you know, I think this week in some way might be a little bit mellower than that as we're sort of like uh, get into a rhythm of the Neptune retrograde but there will be a few days to really pay attention to and of course you know we have a a Mercury retrograde coming up so it's it's a it's a slow down time for sure it's a time to really uh, check whether you're reacting um, from a place of from a place of reaction emotional reaction or if you are moving from a place of intuition and the intuition um doesn't need to rush it doesn't need to be um uh it it can take its time you know it can be patient it can be peaceful in the way that it communicates um so if we find that we're really explosive this week uh it's really a time to just slow down um does it need to be said right now does it need to be said the way that you're saying it um just checking in with those things Okay, so uh, the theme this week is I can trust in the leaps of faith that I'm making. You know, before a baby is born, the pregnant mother has to trust that when the time is right, she's going to receive cues about the baby coming. And when we're ready to give birth to new endeavors into the world, creative uh, and, and, and such, we, we're not going to be able to know the exact times and dates usually when things are going to work out. Um, recently a friend had a photo project for her new business and there's a lot of risk there for her. She's, she's, uh, you know, a lot of money invested and she's having to really trust in her vision and in her creative passion. And so she was doing this photo shoot and she spoke about wanting the project to meet her expectations. And I said to her, well, I hope it really exceeds your expectations. And I was happily surprised when she texted me at the end of her project with a simple, it exceeded my expectations. You know, I think when we just try to assume that the highest and best is going to be the outcome, even if it doesn't necessarily look exactly like our vision, you know, our intention can be that it's better than our vision you know, and really turning over that trust and faith to spirit. It's really easy to assume the worst. And yes, we do have struggles. We have losses. We have times of, of lack and uncertainty. But always focusing on the best outcome, being the end goal of any endeavor, is going to help 
really help us create from a place of peace instead of putting any effort into stress and anxiety and worry. The tarot this week is the Six of Pentacles and the Three of Pentacles. Three of Pentacles is a support card. So pentacles, they symbolize our material and earthly reality. The Six of Pentacles is a bit of a weird card to interpret. Um, And again, with pentacles, material and earthly reality could be our health, could be our finances, could be our home situation, could be a job. It's anything that's like a physical, tangible thing in on earth. Um, So this is a bit of a weird card to interpret the six of pentacles. It comes right after the five of pentacles. And so if we kind of look at it in the trajectory of the pentacles, you know, with the five, we experience some some sort of lack. There's financial challenges. There's losses. There's concerns around money and our material uh, security that we're experiencing. The six follows the five, and it asks us to question ourselves to really understand what having and not having means to us materially. If you have experienced loss recently, what do you think is the root of that loss? If, if applicable, what was the learning that came out of it? You know, um, it's not just that like life is hard for you, the world hates you, and you can never get ahead, and you're not worthy, and you're not good enough. Those aren't really the reasons why we experience loss. So this is about us really having kind of that detective eye about, well, what's really going on here? So, of course, we need resources to survive. We need even more in this day and age to live well, because this is a very expensive society that we're in. The six asks us to contemplate what it means to receive. And if we're open to receiving, if we feel deserving and worthy. And conversely, it also means, it's also asks us what it means to give. So material flow, it has to be able to move in all directions, both in giving and receiving. A lot of times if I feel lack financially, people, you know, I'm not working as much. Uh, I'm freelance. I've been freelance for 20 years. I like to pay my bills. I like to pay people. When I pay people, I realize that I'm in the flow, that I'm giving to back into the pot. If I'm miserly with money, um, how can I expect that any flow reach me? You know, how can it come in if I'm holding so tightly also to that idea that I don't have enough? So oftentimes, you know, um, there's a healthy balance here. So maybe you do have to curtail some spending and things like that. But where is it appropriate to spend? I find that oftentimes the first thing to go that people stop spending money on is self-care and the things that help you be a healthy human being in the world. You have to trust that if you take care of yourself and that you believe in your worth and your value, that good things will come to you. And yes, sometimes it it is risky. When I need to take care of my physical body, I make sure that I allot the money that's necessary for that. And I trust that when I am caring for myself and caring for other people and I'm in the flow and I'm paying my dues as much as I'm, you know, um, asking to receive them, Uh, then money just seems to flow more fluidly in my life. And I don't worry about money. And it has nothing to do with having a surplus of money. It has to do with trusting in a flow of energy that 
If I give, I will also receive, and vice versa. The Three of Pentacles, interestingly enough, coming up as a support card, is about teamwork, planning, and carrying out the bits you're capable of right now and meeting your goals. If you want to feel healthier, you will have to be the one putting better food in your body or caring for your body. But the Three of Pentacles also says you don't have to do everything by yourself. Connecting with those who, you can, who can help you to achieve your goals and give you support and vice versa uh, is, is really um, something that will help us at this time. Notice where you block the flow by creating unhealthy channels of give and take in your life. The ritual this week is to record a daily intention meditation with your own voice. A few months ago, I was speaking to a friend about meditation, and she asked me if I listened to my own guided meditations, because I've made so many of them. And at first I thought, of course not. (laughs) Then I thought, wait, why don't I? So since then, I've really enjoyed guiding myself verbally through some wonderful visualizations, sometimes before bed and I drift off to sleep with my own voice, my own energy guiding me. And something special happens when you use your own voice and hear your own voice and are setting intention for yourself. It's wonderful. This doesn't mean that you stop listening to others or doing other people's meditations, but perhaps you can incorporate your own daily meditation for yourself this week. That daily intention meditation, it just might be a few simple lines recorded into your phone about being grounded in your body, connected to spirit, protected energetically, whatever feels right for you. You don't have to have music behind it. It's just like your mantra. You can record a short daily intention directly into your phone. Most phones have this capability or your computer. And then you can listen to it each morning when you rise. I intend for this day to dot, dot, dot. I intend for me to be dot, dot, dot. I ask for this type of support today, dot, dot, dot. And you finish it however you feel called. You can re-record as needed, but let yourself connect into your unique voice and vision for the day and try to do this every day. Listen to it every day. Okay, so this week on... Hang on, let me check which day this is. It's the 24th. Got to get my little calendar up in front of me here. Monday, Monday the 24th. We're starting the week with Venus in Gemini square retrograding Neptune in Pisces. So Neptune in Pisces is retrograding currently. It's turned inward and it's going to square Venus in Gemini. That means these things are going to rub. These, it's, there's a rub there. There's something. There's something new being formed by these opposing forces. Venus is the planet that symbolizes beauty, aesthetics, affection, attraction, harmony, value, and worth, both outwardly, like what we're attracted to in the world, you know, the kind of art we're attracted to, how we decorate our home, who we're attracted to, uh, you know, romantically. And then it also applies to the way that we feel about ourselves, how attractive we feel, how worthy, how valuable. So take, for example, if we have like a Venus and Aries transit happening, we may feel called to get a new haircut or make a new visual improvement to ourselves or homes. Sometimes like it's that fiery impulse to just chop your hair off when we head into Venus and Aries. Sometimes though, um, Venus can manifest as the superficial too. 
So if we are overly focused on being a certain weight or looking a certain way to feel acceptable in society or even to get revenge on an ex who's betrayed us, you know, that's going to be the superficial side of Venus energy. So Venus energy can be really gooey and lovey and affectionate and beautiful, and it can also be fake and superficial. So Neptune, in an effort to get us to feel true compassion and unconditional love, it brings us shifts to help us dissolve our ego, and it brings to light where we have deceived ourselves, where we've deceived others, or where we have been deceived. I have Neptune in the 12th house, so I definitely understand this concept of self-deception. This is one of the main things that I've had to uh, overcome in my life is overcoming the over-idealization, overcoming my own expectations, and learning to see things as they really are and really trust in the intuitive guidance, even if it's not necessarily what I want to hear, but that it's right for me and that it's best for me. So if we can focus on our own responsibilities, our choices, our powerfulness to create in our lives, that's where this energy will do the most good. If we think about who there is to blame for how we're feeling, and I'm an empath and they're a narcissist, that's not us in our power. If we found that we have been deceived by someone else, you know, where might we pay greater attention to certain red flags that we brushed over in the future? Did we give too much of ourselves to someone or get lost in the good parts of a situation while ignoring our own values? Self-esteem issues might come up with this transit. Perhaps we see where we idolize the situation, seeing what we wanted to or what we could get from it, overseeing the reality of where it was at, what it was. Um, I think also with this transit, if our relationship is on rocky ground with someone else, any kind of relationship, this energy might bring clarity one way or another. So either bring us together in a more harmonized way, or it will... Um, help us to release that relationship. Perhaps we haven't been feeling that great about how we look, how our home looks. So this energy might make us feel a little bit more laser focused on some of those things. Don't get down on yourself, you know, um, make, take those steps of how you're going to take good care of yourself. Nobody can do it but you for you. So with any Neptune or Pisces energy, we're more susceptible physically, and we really need to take care of this physical carrier, our bodies, be a body. And we do this because we deserve a clear mind. We deserve support for our emotional health. We deserve to have energy and vitality. That's why we eat clean. That's why we move our body. That's why we get ample rest. Okay, so two days later on... um, Wednesday, the 26th, Mercury is going to go into Leo. So we're really going to feel that shift out of cancer where we move from this place of like really feeling emotional and intro introverted and self-protective and, you know, just like, um, very creative though. and very kind of connected to our intuition. We're going to feel that really amplified as we reach the 29th degree and then as we shift into Mercury and into Leo. So Mercury, how we speak, think, perceive, 
in nice and fiery Leo, I have Mercury in Leo in my chart. So I know all too well the experience of never being heard and having no voice, being able to be transformed into a powerful connection to the throat chakra. This placement wants to feel heard. It also has the energy to say what needs to be said, which can give us that extra oomph if we are feeling shy. The shadow side of this energy is drama while you clear away the cobwebs of your self-esteem that is holding back your voice. Sometimes if we haven't used our voice in a long time, when we finally do it, it can come out all wrong. It can be messy. You don't have to worry about that or worry about like trying to be perfect at it. Just keep practicing using your voice and eventually you won't be so reactionary and you'll know how to use your voice and when to use your voice and how to have better boundaries Um, and it will flow more naturally. But in the meantime, growing pains are going to happen. So sometimes things are going to be a bit messy. Just like take the situation, learn what you need to Hmm, maybe I'll do this a little bit differently next time, or I'll speak up a little bit earlier next time so I don't get quite as angry when I'm sharing. Whatever you need to do to learn from that situation, just think about what you want to learn and then just let it go. So, um, you know, keep practicing using your voice. With Mercury and Leo, it can also be about not what you say, but how you say it. Leo in its shadow can also come from a place of insecurity. And so it can get caught making fun of others or speaking disparagingly about others. My theory on this is that we should not speak about others in a way that we would be hurt being spoken about. Because I believe that how we speak in any way uh, is like subliminal messages to how we feel about ourselves. So if we are sending out messages of judgment and shame towards other people, my theory is that we actually are subliminally uh, patterning ourselves with judgment and shame. This doesn't mean that we should always be positive about everyone. It just means as much as we can try to remove judgment and definitely remove unkindness from the way you speak. You know, there's a big difference between saying, I really don't like the way this person is behaving. I think it's really uncool. And that person is a fat, ugly bitch. Okay, so only you know if you're speaking in a really cruel way about someone else. So rein that in. And you know what? We catch ourselves doing it, that gossip and that drama. And so with this energy, sometimes it can be a little bit exacerbating. Let's rein that in and really notice what the subliminal messages we are sending to ourselves are through the way that we discuss other people. Um, This placement, it might heighten a feeling of mental drama or drama in general, because uh, drama is part of the Leo nature. Um, Drama as in theatrics, which can be really cool and can really get the point across, uh, and are great for creativity. And express self-expression is great as a singer if you're theatrical. Different if you are winding yourself up mentally and seeing a situation through the eyes of drama instead of kind of like being able to guide yourself with more nurturance. You know, something I had to learn about myself with this placement is that because I was raised around so much drama, I came to be addicted to dramatic situations. I was pulled to them like a moth to a flame. 
Nowadays, I purposefully disconnect when situations are getting all worked up. If a situation is really push or person is really pushing your buttons, you know, try to see if you can come back to it later when you feel less reactionary, when you can come from a place of understanding and reason. And it's not for the other person. It's not because you got to be a good girl or boy and never or or individual and never and never fucking be like, fuck you. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. It's for you. This is for you. Letting go of drama is only for you. It's not so you can be good in the eyes of spirit or the world. It's so that you feel less stressed and that you're less engaged in things that don't that that bring you unhappiness. Okay, sometimes it's better just to really disconnect from the need for drama or being right or having the last word or whatever it is. We are going to go back and forth over this energy in the next month, so pay attention to the quality of your conversations with your others, with others and the quality of conversations with yourself at this time because we've got Mercury retrograde coming up July 8th to the 31st. So this is definitely going to be a part of it. So in my Instagram stories, um, I asked uh, you guys to, if you wanted to hear about anything on the podcast, and I'm going to continue to try to do this um, the day before, on on the Tuesday before I record. I record on Wednesdays. Usually I post the podcast on Thursdays. So Tuesdays, I'm going to keep uh, posting on my Instagram stories for you guys to ask me questions. Now, I can understand how enticing it might be to send me an email of a question. Please do not do this, though. Uh, The reason I do it through Instagram stories is because I like to keep it short and sweet so that I don't uh, open an email and inadvertently get sucked into working on someone energetically uh, through their, you know, like life story novel of a question. This keeps it nice and short and sweet for me and for you. And, uh, and so I can, you know, if you have like a a question that is a roundabout question, that is a theme that you've been experiencing, uh, if you want to hear more about relationships or whatever it might be, work, business, um, you can tune into my Instagram and, uh, and wait for those stories to pop up and, uh, and then ask me through that. Okay. So this week, I got asked a couple of questions. One is, how do you check what is specifically happening to you in your chart? Well, friends, first and foremost, I recommend you work with professionals to understand more clearly how to read the chart for yourself, especially as it can be very overwhelming at first. This is if you've never seen seen a chart before. It's super overwhelming. Um, There are lots of online courses you can take, as well as many really talented astrologers who can help you to walk through your unique chart. I definitely relied on support from my teachers before I started sharing the information with others. One of the best hubs for astrological data, as well as free birth charts, is astro.com. And I actually found an article from Astro Butterfly, who I love, a wonderful astrologer, who has a great way of explaining how to see current transits in your birth chart, as well as really flowing you through it. There's like screen grabs of like where to go and what to click. So if you're feeling lost, um, check the show notes or uh, check um, under newsletters on my website. That's where all my newsletters are kept, an archive of them. And you will find the link for Astro Butterfly. 
Um, and I would definitely have a, it's a really long read on how to read current transits in your birth chart, but it's definitely worth it, especially if you know a little bit about your chart already. If you're feeling tremendously lost about your birth chart, I think having a reading is really important. So I do my birth chart readings, my intuitive birth chart readings, or my intuitive love astrology readings. Um, and both those are going to be linked in the show notes as well as available through my website, www.rebeccaconran.com. So I also got a question about, would I ever consider incorporating essential oils into the energy reports? I don't think so. Um, I think there are lots of other practitioners who enjoy sharing about herbs and essential oils that, that you can garner lots of insight for if you have a look around for them, um, especially on like Instagram. Um, you know, I do personally use essential oils and herbs regularly. Um, and my advice for those who are looking to get into herbs or essential oils, flower essences and the like is really to go and sniff around a shop that sells any of these things. Even a health food store would work. What smells call to you when it comes to oils? Um, when you look at flowers, the, the images that call to you and that you find the most interesting, you know, go and take those things, those images and those smells and whatever those flowers and herbs are and go and look up the symbolism and uses for them. And nine times out of 10, you're already going to be intuitively guiding yourself through your senses, your vision and your smell and your, uh, et cetera. You're going to be guided all by yourself to the right essential oils for you. So I think it's a really fun thing to explore on your own essential oils. If you want to go deeper into that, there's lots of um, great uh, herb programs, I'm sure, online. I personally haven't taken any of them, uh, but everything I do know about them is stuff that I've just learned over the years from picking up something here and over there and this information here and there. Um, So I do recommend just like following your intuition as well. Um, Okay, that's it for... You Ask, I Answer this week. I want to thank those who exchanged energy with me over this last week by donating to the availability of the Energy Report podcast and newsletter. I want to thank personally Crystal, Samantha, Laura, Sarah, and Melissa, and to our two new patrons, Rebecca and Vanessa. Your support is very meaningful to me. You know, I send out newsletters to encourage, teach, and support my dear listeners and readers And it does take me hours to write and record this information as well as paying for these formats to be available. I don't want to make this a paid subscription because I want this information to be readily available to anyone who needs to feel the love, not just those who can afford it, but I also need support from my readers and listeners in return. My Patreon currently brings in about $97 a month, which covers the cost of podcast hosting. And I want to thank um, all the other current patrons that help uh, provide that amount for me uh, f- and for this report. Francis, Melissa, Shelby, Stephanie, Allie, Amy, Lindsay, Monique, Monica, Chloe, Marta, Felicity, Elise, Cody, Megan with an H, Megan without an H, Gabe, uh, Gabriella, and Haley. Thank you for making this newsletter available for everybody. I'm finding at this time that I I really need to feel an exchange of energy from my readers because it supports me and it supports this work energetically when you do so. If you can't give, I hope that you'll continue to enjoy these offerings and share them with other people. 
But if you can give any amount, I would really appreciate it. If you're a longtime reader or listener, then I appeal to you to feel into what feels like the right amount to gift. My recommendation is $52 a year, which is a dollar per week. If you can, but any amount would be an energetic gift of support. You can make your donations via Venmo at Rebecca-Conran or via PayPal, uh, RebeccaConranHealing at gmail.com. And be sure to label them donation, or you can become a monthly patron via Patreon uh, for any amount. And I will include uh, all of those links in the show notes so that you can, uh, if if you're able to and you want to, uh, support uh, that you're able to do it uh, easily from the show notes. So I'm really looking forward to seeing some of your faces this weekend, Sunday, the 23rd of June to Tuesday, the 25th of June. I'm going to be in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, doing some in-person sessions. So hit me up if you want to see if I have a time for you, a slot for you. Um, I love supporting you in, uh, in your spiritual expansion in person too. Uh, and then finally my upcoming, um, retreat in July, July 26th to 28th is almost, uh, sold out the Woodland weekend retreat in Patterson, New York, but it's still open for booking July 26th to 28th. If you're looking for an energetic reset, this might be for you. There's a beautiful pool in the woods. There's going to be daily yoga, organic food. It's going to be, uh, I'm going to do sound healing, uh, guided meditation. We're going to do a lot of like, uh, communal, uh, activities together. And, um, the group we have so far is just a wonderful group. Some of my um, old students and, and longtime clients who I just love, including one birthday twin who was born the same exact day, same year as me. I'm just looking forward to seeing everybody. And, uh, and that will be, um, yeah, you can, you can also contact me to book that if you have any issue with the online booking system. Uh, I think there's one private room still available. Um, and then if you need any coaching packages or extended counseling, energetic support, um, goal-oriented therapy, I do have some um, packages available through my website, all listed under Book a Session. So thank you all for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week this week. Use that voice. Stay away from drama. uh, And take very, very good care of yourself. Sending love.